0: we go to Albert Bridge. Don't forget to visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel London Visited to see videos covering this place and so many others across London. And now to this week's podcast. Albert Bridge is a road bridge over the tideway of the River Thames. Connecting Chelsea on the north left bank to Battersea on the south. Designed by Roland Mason Audish in 1873 as an Audish Le system, modified cable-stayed bridge, it proved to be structurally unsound, so between 1884 and 1887, Sir Joseph Basilgate incorporated some of the design elements of a suspension bridge. In 1973, the Greater London Council added two concrete piers which transformed the central span into a simple beam bridge. As a result, today the bridge is an unusual hybrid of three different design styles. It is an English Heritage Grade II listed building. Built as a toll bridge by Geoffrey Marks, it was commercially unsuccessful. Ownership was incorrectly contested by David Jacobs. The Times of London called Mr Jacobs' ownership claim false, ludicrous, and demonstrably untrue. Six years after its opening, it was taken into public ownership and the tolls were lifted. The toll booths remained in place and are the only surviving examples of bridge toll booths in London. Nicknamed the Trembling Lady. Because of its tendency to vibrate when large numbers of people walked over it, the bridge has signs at entrances that warn troops to break step whilst crossing the bridge. Incorporating a roadway only 23 feet 8.2 meters) wide and with serious structural weaknesses, the bridge was ill-equipped to cope with the advent of the motor vehicle during the 20th century. Despite many calls for its demolition or pedestrianization, Albert Bridge has remained open to vehicles throughout its existence other than for brief spells during repairs. It is one of only two Thames road bridges in central London never to have been replaced. The other is Tower Bridge. The strengthening work carried out by Baslegate and the Greater London Council did not prevent further deterioration of the bridge's structure. A series of increasingly strict traffic control measures have been introduced to limit its use and thus prolong its life. As a result, it is the second least busy Thames road bridge in London. Only Southwark Bridge carries less traffic. In 1992, Albert Bridge was rewired and painted in an unusual color scheme, designed to make it more conspicuous in poor visibility and avoid being damaged by ships. At night, it is illuminated by 4,000 LED light bulbs, adding to its status as a landmark. The historic industrial town of Chelsea on the north bank of the River Thames, about 3 miles west of Westminster, and the rich farming village of Battersea, facing Chelsea on the south bank, were linked by modest wooden Battersea Bridge in 1771. In 1842, the Commission of Woods, Forests, and Land Revenues recommended the construction of an embankment at Chelsea to free land for development and proposed a new bridge downstream of Battersea Bridge, and the replacement of the latter by a more modern structure. Work on the Victoria Bridge, later named Chelsea Bridge, a short-distance downstream of Battersea Bridge, began in 1851. And was completed in 1858 with work on the Chelsea Embankment beginning in 1862. Meanwhile, the proposal to demolish Battersea Bridge was abandoned. The wooden Battersea Bridge had become dilapidated by the mid-19th century. It had grown unpopular and was considered unsafe. The newer Victoria Bridge, meanwhile, suffered severe congestion. In 1860, Prince Albert suggested that a new toll bridge built between the two existing bridges would be profitable. And in the early 1860s, the Albert Bridge Company was formed, with the aim of building this new crossing. A proposal put forward in 1863 was blocked by strong opposition from the owners of Battersea Bridge, which was less than 500 yards, 460 meters, from the proposed site of the new bridge, and whose owners were consequently concerned over potential loss of custom. A compromise was reached, and in 1864, a new Act of Parliament was passed. Authorizing the new bridge on condition that it was completed within five years. The Act compelled the Albert Bridge Company to purchase Battersea Bridge once the new bridge opened and then compensate its owners by paying them £3,000 per annum, now about £302,000, in the interim. Roland Mason Ordish was appointed to design the new bridge. Ordish was a leading architectural engineer who had worked on the Royal Albert Hall, St Pancras railway station the Crystal Palace, and Holborn Viaduct. The bridge was built using the Audisch-Leviève system, an early form of cable-stayed bridge design which Audisch had painted in 1858. Audisch's design resembled a conventional suspension bridge in employing a parabolic cable to support the center of the bridge, but differed in its use of 32 inclined stays to support the remainder of the load. Each stay consisted of a flat wrought iron bar attached to the bridge deck, and a wire rope composed of 1,010-inch thick, 25 millimeter diameter wires joining the wrought iron bar to one of four octagonal support columns. Although authorized in 1864, work on the bridge was delayed by negotiations over the proposed Chelsea embankment since the bridge's design could not be completed until the exact layout of the new roads being built on the north bank of the river had been agreed. While plans for the Chelsea Embankment were debated, Audish built the Franz Joseph Bridge over the Vivolta in Prague to the same design as that intended for the Albert Bridge. In 1869, the time allowed by the 1864 Act to build the bridge expired. Delays caused by the Chelsea Embankment project meant the work on the bridge had not even begun and a new Act of Parliament was required to extend the time limit. Construction finally got underway in 1870 and it was anticipated that the bridge would be completed in about a year, at a cost of £70,000 — about £6.61 million in today's money. In the event, the project ran for over three years and the final bill came to £200,000 — about £18.1 million in today's money. It was intended to open the bridge and the Chelsea Embankment in a joint ceremony in 1874, but the Albert Bridge Company was keen to start recouping the substantially higher than expected costs, and the bridge opened without any formal ceremony on the twenty third of August, eighteen seventy-three, almost ten years after its authorization. As the law demanded, the Albert Bridge Company then bought Battersea Bridge. Aldish's bridge was 41 foot, 12 meters wide and 710 feet, 220 meters long, with a 384 foot meters central span. The deck was supported by 32 rigid steel rods suspended from four octagonal cast iron towers, with the towers resting on cast iron piers. The four piers were cast at Battersea and floated down the river into position, at which time they were filled with concrete. At the time, they were the largest castings ever made. Unlike most other suspension bridges of the time, the towers were positioned outside the bridge to avoid causing any obstruction to the roadway. At each entrance was a pair of toll booths with a bar between them, to prevent people entering the bridge without paying. The bridge acquired the name of the Trembling Lady because of the tendency to vibrate particularly when used by troops from the nearby Chelsea Barracks. Concerns about the risks of mechanical resonance effects on suspension bridges following the 1831 collapse of the Broughton suspension bridge And the 1850 collapse of Angers Bridge led to notices being placed at the entrances warning troops to break step i.e. not march in rhythm when crossing the bridge. Although the barracks closed in 2008, the warning signs are still in place. Albert Bridge was catastrophically unsuccessful financially. By the time the new bridge opened, the Albert Bridge Company had been paying compensation to the Battersea Bridge Company for 9 years and on completion of the new bridge, became liable for the costs of repairing the then dilapidated and dangerous structure. The cost of subsidizing Battersea Bridge drained funds intended for the building of wide-approach roads, making the bridge difficult to reach. It was located slightly further from central London than neighboring Victoria, Chelsea Bridge, and demand for the new bridge was less than expected. In the first nine months of its operation, £2,085 about £198,000 in today's money were taken in tolls. In 1877, the Metropolis Toll Bridges Act was passed, which allowed the Metropolitan Board of Works to buy all London bridges between Hammersmith and Waterloo bridges, and free them from tolls. In 1879, Albert Bridge, which had cost £200,000 to build, was bought by the Board of Works along with Battersea Bridge for a combined price of £170,000, about £17.7 million in today's money. The tolls were removed from both bridges on the 24th of May, 1879, but the octagonal toll booths were left in place and today are the only surviving bridge tollbooths in London. In 1884, the Board of Works Chief Engineer, Sir Joseph Basilgate, conducted an inspection of the bridge and found that the iron rods were already showing serious signs of corrosion. Over the next three years, the staying rods were augmented with steel chains giving an appearance of a more closely resembling a conventional suspension bridge, and a new timber deck was laid, at a cost of £25,000, now valued at £2.66 million. Despite these improvements, Basilgate was still concerned about its structural integrity and a weight limit of 5 tons was imposed on vehicles using the bridge. With a roadway only 27 feet eight point two meters wide and subject to weight restrictions from early on, Albert Bridge was ill-suited to the advent of motorized transport in the 20th century. In 1926, the Royal Commission on Cross River Traffic recommended demolition and rebuilding of the bridge to carry four lanes of traffic, but the plan was not carried out because of the shortage of funds in the Great Depression. It continued to deteriorate and, in 1935, the weight limit was reduced to 2 tons. Because of its ongoing structural weaknesses, In 1957, the London County Council proposed replacing Albert Bridge with a more conventional design. A protest campaign led by John Betjeman resulted in the withdrawal of the proposal, but serious concerns about the integrity of the bridge continued. In 1964, an experimental tidal flow system was introduced in which northbound traffic was permitted to use the bridge in the mornings and southbound traffic in the evenings. The bridge's condition continued to deteriorate. however and in 1970, the Greater London Council GLC, sought and obtained consent to carry out strengthening work. In April 1972, the bridge was closed for work to be carried out. The GLC's solution entailed adding two concrete piers in the middle of the river to support the central span and thus transform the bridge's central section into a beam bridge. The bridge's main girder was also strengthened and a lightweight replacement deck was laid. The modifications were intended to be a stopgap measure to extend the bridge's life by five years while a replacement was being considered. In the GLC's estimation, the work would last for a maximum of 30 years, but the bridge would need to be either closed or replaced well before then. In early 1973, the Architectural Review submitted a proposal to convert Albert Bridge into a landscaped public park and pedestrian footpath across the river. The proposal proved very popular with the area's residents and in May 1973, a campaign led by John Betchman, Sybil Thorndike, and Laurie Lee raised a petition of 2,000 signatures for the bridge to be permanently closed to traffic. Although the GLC reopened the bridge to traffic in July 1973, it also announced its intention to proceed with the architectural review scheme once legal matters had been dealt with. The RAC campaigned vigorously against the pedestrianization proposal. A publicity campaign fronted by the actress Diana Dawes in favor of reopening the bridge was launched, whilst a lobbying group of local residents led by the poet Robert Graves campaigned in support of the GLC's plan. Graves' campaign collected over a thousand signatures in support but was vigorously attacked by the British Road Federation, who derided the apparent evidence of public support for the scheme as sending a lot of students around to council flats, where most people will sign anything without knowing what it is all about. A public inquiry of 1974 recommended that the bridge remain open to avoid congestion on neighboring bridges, and it remained open to traffic with a tidal flow and two-ton weight limit in place. In 1990, the tidal flow system was abandoned and Albert Bridge was converted back to two-way traffic. A traffic island was installed on the south end of the bridge to prevent larger vehicles from using it. In the early years of the 21st century, the Chelsea area experienced a growth in the popularity of large four wheel drive cars, so called Chelsea tractors, many of which were over the two ton weight limit. It was estimated that one third of all vehicles using the bridge were over the weight limit. In July 2006, the 27 foot wide roadway was narrowed to a single lane. In each direction to reduce the load. Red and white plastic barriers have been erected along the roadway in an effort to protect the structure from damage by cars. Between 1905 and 1981, Albert Bridge was painted uniformly green. In 1981, it was repainted yellow. In 1992, it was redecorated and rewired. This has added to its status as a London landmark. The bridge is painted in pink, blue, and green to increase visibility in fog and murky light and thus to reduce the risks of ships colliding with the fragile structure during the day. At night, a network of 4,000 low-voltage tungsten halogen bulbs illuminated the bridge. In 1993, the innovative use of long-life low-energy lighting was commended by Mary Archer, at the time chairwoman of the National Energy Foundation. Except for Tower Bridge, built in 1894, Albert Bridge is the only Thames road bridge in central London, never to have been replaced. Intended as a temporary measure to be removed in 1978, the concrete central piers remain in place, and although in 1974 its lifespan was estimated at a maximum of 30 years, the bridge is still standing and operational. The Albert Bridge was protected as a grade II listed structure in 1975, granting it protection against significant alteration without consultation. It continues to deteriorate, although proposals have been drawn up by Kensington and Chelsea London Borough Council to repair and rescue it. By March 2008, funds for the repairs were unavailable. As well as structural damage caused by traffic, the timbers underpinning the deck was seriously rotted by the urine of dogs crossing to and from nearby Battersea Park. With multiple measures in place to reduce traffic flow and prolong the life of the bridge, In 2009, it carried approximately 19,000 vehicles per day, the lowest usage of any Thames road bridge in London other than that of the little-used Southwark bridge. The bridge was closed to motor vehicles on the 15th of February 2010 for refurbishment and strengthening. It was originally expected to remain closed for approximately 18 months, but after the condition of the bridge was found to be worse than expected, it was closed for 22 months. All of the timber in the decking as well as the footway that had rotted away, were replaced with additional timber added for strengthening. Surfaces of the carriageway and pavement decking were replaced. New steel structures were added to strengthen the bridge. All the light bulbs were changed to more energy efficient ones. The toll booths were refurbished. All 12 layers of paint were stripped down until the bare metal was exposed, which was repaired and treated before three new coats of paint were added. The whole project cost 7.2 million pounds. Of which the Royal Borough of Kensington Chelsea provided 25% of the cost and the other 75% was provided by Transport for London. It reopened on the 2nd of December 2011 when two dogs named Prince and Albert from nearby Battersea Dogs and Cats home walked across the bridge to open it officially. All of the grade 2 listed features were retained. Its distinctive and striking appearance has led to its use as a backdrop for numerous films Set in the Chelsea area, such as A Clockwork Orange, Absolute Beginners, Sliding Doors, Maybe Baby, and Flack. It is also at the centre of a song by the Pokes, Misty Morning Albert Bridge, from their Peace and Love album from 1989. Also, if you're in the UK, the This Morning titles, which is on ITV Monday to Friday, feature the Albert Bridge. So, I hope you've enjoyed our look at Albert Bridge, and who would have known? That only this bridge and Tower Bridge are the only ones never to have been replaced crossing London. Yet, Albert Bridge was only meant as a temporary bridge. If you'd like to make contact with us or suggest any places you'd like us to feature in future podcasts, you can let me know through our website www.londonvisited.co.uk or through our social media, it's that easy. Thanks for listening and really hope you've enjoyed our podcast and we'll see you soon on the next one. Bye! thanks for listening and please don't forget to subscribe to get more shows direct to your device also why not visit our london visited youtube channel to get even more of london catch you soon on the next one say goodbye